Hey, I'm back with another mini episode on stop binge eating uh, and how we can kind of break the cycle of binge eating uh, with six proven tips. All right, so I'd hazard a guess and say that 90% of the clients that come to me have suffered from binge eating in some respects over the years. Whether that be the reason they come to me right now uh, to get them out of this cycle or what's taking them on a downward spiral towards meeting me uh, now. So I simply say this to show you that you are not alone. And whether you're struggling or have struggled and why you may revert back to it, here are some of the most effective tips I've used to help my clients personally beat their best, uh, sorry, beat their internal struggles. And above all though, we are humans and stuff like this does happen. Um, you're not broken and nothing is wrong with you, okay? So you do not need to be fixed, but you can certainly work on the situation going forward to ensure you're able to beat the struggle and move on confidently in full control of your emotions and state of mind. Uh, none of the below are bulletproof tactics though. Uh, they have, as mentioned before, helped my clients beat the current cycle and transform their relationship with food. So the first tip I'd say is change your identity. Understanding the language we identify ourselves with will go a long way in determining the level of success we have in changing our habits. So imagine this, two people are outside a bar and they get asked if they want to smoke. Both are previous smokers trying to quit. One guy replies, I'm trying to quit smoking, while the other guy chirps up, I don't smoke. Who do you think will stand a better chance in quitting? A guy who's trying to change his identity or the one that already has? The difference here is someone still identifies himself as a smoker and the other one now identifies himself as a non-smoker. There is a saying, we are what we believe, uh, we are what we believe, and if we believe uh, we don't binge, over time we'll begin to binge a little less, as it's not a habit uh, that we've associated ourselves anymore. Now, I don't mean you have to say things like, I don't binge, but you could put it in different ways, like, I respect my, myself too much too, uh, I eat well because I look after my body because, etc., etc., etc. There's many other ways we can use the language we speak to ourselves to improve our future self, but you kind of get the idea. Uh, so just pay close attention to the language we use and the way in which we identify ourselves. It's not a quick fix, but the more self-aware we do become, the greater chance we have in improving our identity around our binge eating habits. Secondly, wait a moment. This one uh, seems relatively easy and it's often overlooked. It's no wonder considering it's deemed too easy to be of any use. When you're in that binge eating mood, tell yourself, uh, you're going to wait 20 minutes before taking action. This does a number of things, but interestingly, it serves as a pattern interrupt. It acts as a barrier, basically meaning that it distracts you away from the state of mind you're currently in. Grab yourself a glass of water, sit somewhere else, drink it, and set a timer. If after 20 minutes you honestly can't say you're less inter interested in binging, then go ahead and eat it. Uh, how however, often I do find that when the 20 minutes has passed, we've kind of moved on mentally or forgotten that we actually wanted to binge in the first place, um, which is obviously a great little tactic. So that may mean uh, you wait in 20 minutes, making yourself a phone call, chatting to someone else, being in a different state of mind, etc. Uh, shopping for foods. So if you have the foods available in your house, then of course you're going to be eating the foods. Uh, when you go shopping, resist the urge to buy the foods that you know is your temptation. This act is a barrier because when you're at home and feel like you want to binge, you simply can't. Uh, you haven't bought the food, so it's another hurdle you have to get over in order to act on your urges. Uh, the more hurdles we have in place, the less likely you are to act. Okay, most of the time we're too lazy to go out of the way anyway. If it is further down the road, we have to drive five minutes to go somewhere to act on our binges. Most of the time we are too lazy, so we simply just won't go out and get them. Um, make sure though, when you do do your food shopping, you're not absolutely ravenous, okay? If we're super hungry uh, when we're shopping, we're more likely to buy something that we probably don't want uh, further down the line. Uh, hit the veg aisles first and fill up as much as you can. Use a smaller trolley. 
little things like that act as a great uh, barrier because if our trolley's full, we're less likely to put stuff in it that obviously doesn't fit anymore. Um, make sure you're not fuming after, after an argument either, okay, because uh, emotions are high, etc. And sometimes we use those kind of emotions, uh, those raw feelings as a way to uh, splurge on our on our kind of uh, binge eating habits. Um, a few of them are obviously tongue-in-cheek, but meant well. If you're hungry, you're more than likely to choose food that satisfy your current cravings and feelings. And finally, like, you can shop online if you feel you can't trust yourself just yet. It's the way I do my shopping and many of my clients do. Uh, and without looking at stats, the chances of picking healthier options in your Tesco shopping does go up when you go online. I know that because once my clients change uh, and they're maybe um, sitting at home or they're in traffic, etc., and someone else is driving on the train, doing a Tesco shop then, you're less likely to look for the kind of binge, bingey foods. Um, but yeah, also take control back. All right, so uh, this is the next one. So perhaps it's common knowledge that right now your relationship with your trigger food isn't great. Perhaps you've been defeated many times previously, but by following steps below, we can begin to change our relationship with that said food. Um, first, remove it completely. Take all temptation out of the equation and break the cycle. If you can't stop binging on Doritos and dairy milk, then don't buy those goddamn Doritos and dairy milk um, and eliminate it completely from diet. From that, follow that through for around 21 to 30 days before you slowly introduce those foods into a situation you can control. If, for instance, you can't get enough of ice cream, then, ha- then perhaps when you go out for a walk, grab a 99er from the ice cream van halfway along your journey. Uh, you can't devour several of them in one go because you only have two sets of hands uh, and you only have the ability to eat one along the way because obviously you can't hold two, one will melt. Uh, you can't splurge out as, in, as it isn't any other kind of ice cream around, so you only stop at one. Therefore, you've won the very first time you've introduced the food. Can't hand a drink without adding more to even them. Drive, uh, drive yourself obviously to the destination and bring small change like a 10 pound. Along with that, go out with a friend that isn't a heavy drinker or a drinker at all, so you're in a situation you can win. Uh, they may be small wins, but celebrate them because uh, they can change your attitude to the whole situation. Once you do this a couple of times, your confidence will increase and so your ability to control your surroundings. Get more confident over the next 21 to 40 days before you slowly take back the handles and give yourself a little bit more responsibility. If you feel yourself starting to go back to binge eater mode, slow down, pull in the reins uh, until you're a little bit more comfortable. Next one is don't be so restrictive, all right? So if someone sits you down with a big red button in front of you and repeatedly says, do not push that button, no doubt you'll have some serious reservations about pushing that goddamn button because it's so tempting. I remember watching Darren Brown sit participants down in one of his mindset shows and said, do not whatever you do, push this big red button. Otherwise, this innocent little kitten you see right here will die. Now, for something so vile and inhumane, it would be easy to sit there for 20 minutes and not push the button. Well, so you'd think. Uh, but in fact, within 20 minute, uh, sorry, within 60 minutes, 80% of participants actually pushed the button and actively killed the sweet little kitten they'd seen wandering around the box opposite them. Uh, now, obviously, Darren Brown didn't kill the... Uh, kittens, but they had the strong urge to actually do it. Whilst we're not killing any kittens when we're dieting, we do have those exact same urges to restriction. You tell yourself under no circumstances can you eat your trigger foods, and before you know it, you're covering yourself in ice cream, head to toe, with it spilled around your mouth and overflowing onto your hoodie. Beyond that, once you've broken the resistance, then what's the point in stopping? You feel like you've broken it anyway, so you might as well just carry on, right? I get it. If you're doing this time and time again, it's not your fault. It's because we've been told for years that in order to lose weight, you have to eat clean, wholesome foods all of the time. Those little bits of enjoyment you had in your diet before have no place in your diet when it comes to a flat stomach. 
However, I found time and time again that in my including the foods you love, you find it a whole lot more enjoyable when sticking to a certain plan. And knowing you've afforded yourself a scoop or two of ice cream or two marinade cookies into a diet means you're a lot more relaxed about the whole thing. No longer is the food in control of you. I'd rather you be flexible in your approach, eat wholesome foods 80% of the time and stick to the process 80% of the time, rather than shoot for 100% compliancy and fall short 90% of the time. If you constantly try and cut out these foods, you'll end up kicking yourself over and over again and drug your heels around as to why you keep tripping up. Isn't it best to try something new? And lastly, you need to kind of like identify your triggers. We can learn to be a lot more self-aware. If we better understand what's causing our binge eating, we can better understand how to prevent and control the triggers that lead to it. Keep a diary and log and a logbook of the foods you've eaten during the day, how they made you feel, as well as your sleep quality and your stress levels. There will more often than not be a correlation between one symptom and one trigger. It might perhaps be, have been a stressful day in meetings, which has led you to feeling exhausted and craving some energy and comfort when you're at home. This, inf- uh, this energy sorry, and comfort comes in the form of a glass of wine and a large chocolate bar and a bag of riffs. If you begin to realize though that after meetings you do get cravings, then you can begin to plan against the likelihood of you binging when back. You could remove the food completely um, or when driving back, go a different way home from normal so you're not picking up the foods uh, when you're driving home. Once you've understood your triggers, you can then change your cues or actions uh, that are a result of the triggers. And finally, if you're able to understand the stress that is the trigger and the reward from binge eating is to reduce your stress and calm down, is there another way you can change your cue but get the same reward? De-stressing could be from making a phone call to your best mate, telling your loved one that you love them, or meditating, reading a book, watching TV, etc. There's a number of ways in which you can alter rewards to still suit our needs without the need for binging and becoming more self-aware around the diet and lifestyle. Um, sorry. There's a number of ways in which we can alter the reward to still suit our needs without the need for binging and becoming more self-aware around the diet and lifestyle will go a long way in helping you put together a plan of action to change the outcome. Uh, again, these are, uh, the above are all just ideas and helpful ideas um, that have been successful for me and my clients, for sure. But as obvious as as obvious as it sounds, we are all different. What may work for someone may not work for other people. Uh, to finish, if your binge eating is a habit and you really feel you can't break it, or is getting you anxious and bringing on other mental issues, then I advise you to go and see a specialist who can really help you on a deeper, more personal level. Um, but wherever you are on your journey, just remember that by giving up, you will not be able to move beyond it. So just keep going. I believe in you.